Well, this morning I'm carrying on with a theme that God's been speaking to me in the last month about being honest with God. And uh, before Easter, it's always a good time to reflect on the goodness of God and how significant the cross is in our lives. Um, the cross for me represents all my sins uh, nailed to that cross, my past, uh, my mistakes nailed to the cross. And uh, I'm so thankful that Jesus came on this planet to save the whole world. And, you know, it made me think about, um, I was thinking in the last few weeks, am I a practitioner of faith? Am I living out the Word of God? Am I actually uh, being Christ to my friends, to my family? And as I was pondering this, um, I felt the Lord say, I want you to be honest with me, to be genuine, to love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. And it made me turn to 1 John 1, 7 to 10, and it says this, but if we, there's a condition there, if we... Uh, walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's good news. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And if we claim, so it repeats it again, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and the word is not in us. And there's a condition there, if we, what does that mean? It means that we have the power to choose to walk in the light. So number one, we need to walk in the light. And when I was uh, thinking about that scripture, I always used to think, to walk in the light, you need to be perfect. You have to be holier than thou, which is not true. Uh, and it just means you never make mistakes. But when you're walking in the light, uh, what that means is we have an opportunity to bring things into the light. It means we have the opportunity to be honest with God with our mistakes. You know, when you read, when you look at the word sin, it means to miss the mark. And sometimes we think of sin and we go, oh man, you know, like you're coming down heavy on us. Well, it is heavy, but that's why we have Jesus. That's why he died on the cross for this world. That's why he resurrected on the third day. And John eight twelve talks about following Jesus means that you'll never walk in darkness. And so walking in the light means I can bring my mess into the light. And it says that the, we get to fellowship with one another. We get to fellowship with God because we're being honest with him. And it also says that we fellowship with one another. There's freedom when we bring things into the light. I was sharing with the woman yesterday that I had an issue with anger. And once it was brought into the light, it's amazing how much freedom um, came into my life. I remember just feeling so bound in anger and being embarrassed about that issue. I didn't want anyone to know, but who knows? You can't keep anger inside for that long. It just takes someone to push your button. And then it's like, ah! But I just want to encourage you to walk in the light and not to live in darkness. 
I do this class called Conquer at Les Mills. I'm not boasting because I'm terrible at it. But anyway, they have boxing and uh, you have to run on this like sled mill thing where you have to do all the running yourself anyway. Uh, but in the actual studio, the gym, they turn down the lights. So it's quite dark, which means you can get away with stuff, <laughs> which means you can kind of like not do the burpees. And uh, you can just lie there and no one can see you. But when we walk and we live in the light, it exposes, um, you know, exposes uh, our mistakes, it exposes our flaws. And, uh, you know, I get caught out from our trainer. He'll come up to me and go, Oi, you need to do the burpees. Uh, and, you know, I, I use the excuse, my family had COVID. And he said to me, did you have it? And I went, no. <laughs> so don't use the COVID excuse. Anyway, but, uh, you know, darkness, you can, like, do anything in darkness and no one can see. But when you walk in the light... It helps you to move forward, and people can say, okay, you need to work on that. Uh, You need to do this, and that's why I want to encourage us. Walk in the light so we can have fellowship with one another. Uh, Number two, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. Uh, Psalm 51, 5 to 6 says, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the very moment my mother conceived me. Be honest with God. We were born a sinner. And here's the good news. We have Jesus, who is our mediator. Psalm 139 says, Lord, you have examined my heart, examined my heart, and know everything about me. We can't hide from God. He knows everything. Uh, Number three, if we confess, if we confess, um, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Um, And some people will say, well, if God knows everything, why do you have to confess? Um, I remember a situation. I mean, it's like when you're married, you don't keep your feelings inside. You confess your love for one another. You say, I love you. I came from a family where um, it was foreign to say I love you to each other, but we showed our love in And, you know, like cleaning up or just, I don't know, just doing things for each other. But I remember the first day I said, I love you to my dad. It was a really big deal because we never said, I love you. And uh, it was so uncomfortable and really awkward. Um, I remember I was at home and I said, Dad, I I love you. And he was like, oh, (laughs) okay. And it was really awkward But it broke something. So we started to say, I love you every day. I will say, I love you to my sister and my mum on the phone when we say goodbye. And, um, you know, at first it's really awkward, but now it's a common practice. And so there's something about confession. Um, If we confess that we have missed the mark on certain things, uh, parts of our life, freedom comes. And I remember I was, um, a few years ago, someone had said something to me, and you know when people, or when people say things to you and it sticks? I got really offended at something that someone had said to me. And uh, they were quite close to me, they were a close friend and part of our church. And I remember, oh, 
you know, and you kind of go, okay, like, I forgive that person, Lord, so I confess my sins. It says that he is faithful and just to forgive us. So we know that God is faithful and just. So I thought I had dealt with it. And then, you know, months went by. And you know that there's something up when you avoid that person or avoid eye contact. And you kind of go, yeah, you know. And I remember someone saying to me, do you have an issue with that person? And I was like, no, no, no. And they were like, because every time I mention their name or if you're invited to something that they're running, you flinch. And I remember going, oh, no, I've confessed it to God. And, uh, and I just felt like the Lord saying, Kathy, I need you to be specific with where you have missed the mark. And I had to confess that person's name. Like I had to just deal with it with God. And there's a saying where, there's a saying that goes, we can sin retail and confess wholesale. So it means, you know, we can be specific in our buying of things, but when it comes to confession, we can be like, this was my prayer. Oh, Lord, forgive me of all those things, <laughs> of everything. You know, it's like confessing wholesale. And God was saying, Kathy, you need to be specific. And in that moment, uh, there's a scripture in James 5, uh, 16 to 18. And I just want to read just a portion of it. It says, make this a common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. So when you confess your sins to God, you are forgiven. So why do we have to confess our sins to one another so we can be healed and whole? And uh, so I confessed it to God, but you know, it was months went by and then that person was starting to annoy me even more. And then my friend said, you need to deal with it. You need to name that thing. And so I confessed to my friend, yes, I'm offended. Yes, they annoy me. And as soon as I confessed it to them, they said, well, you need to deal with it. Now that you've told me, you've confessed it to me, let God heal you. And in that moment, it was really powerful because as soon as I named it to a person, I said, look, this is what it is. I'm holding a grudge because they said this thing to me months ago and I just can't move past it. And they just said to me, you need to forgive. And there's something powerful when you confess to one another. It's not comfortable. It's actually awkward. No one wants to, you know, you don't want to come across like, you know, you're a withholding angry person who's always like holding grudges uh, because you want to project the nice part of you. You don't want to be the nasty person. And so when I told this person, they prayed for me and they said to me, well, you know, now that you've told me, we're going to pray about it. And as soon as we prayed about it, I felt the healing. I felt God had healed my heart for that person. And when I saw that person again, I was like, wow. Um, and I wouldn't recommend this. You know, some people say when you're offended at someone, you just go up and tell them. <laughs> Not the case every time. 
but let God deal with your heart. And, uh, and also when you're talking to someone, make sure that they're wise. You know, sometimes we don't want to tell everyone everything because we fear that, you know, oh, if people knew that about me, I'm going to be judged. There's certain situations when people fall and you go, I would never do that. Would you? Like, what is the temptation that you would say, I would just, I would just give in to that? And I always think, well, that's probably why God didn't call me to be famous, you know, like Beyonce. Because I know I would like, I would milk that. And so thank you, Lord, for sparing me from, from that burden. But, you know, we kind of go, oh, yeah, I would never do that. But I know in the book of James, it talks about the evil desires that are in us. So temptation is not out there. It's actually in us. And the enemy knows where we can lean towards. Um, you know, like some families, maybe they've been brought up in an alcoholic family. Uh, someone shows you, you know, like whiskey or something, and you're like, I could lean there. Or, you know, I could, like, go for it there. Like, that's my temptation. Or maybe it's, you know, fast food. I don't know what it is. But maybe it's exercise. That could be something. I don't know. No, exercise is good for you. But, you know, it's, it's those things where you know you could get carried away. And in Galatians 6.1, it talks about, you know, like, you know, do not judge. Lest you, you know, fall in the same way. And so we've got to keep our hearts soft before God. And think, okay, God, what are you saying to me in this situation? I'm not going to be that person who's going to be sitting up on my high horse judging everyone. But God, I just confess those things where I've missed the mark, where I've been, uh, you know, angry, where I've, you know, talked about another person. Because some people can go, I would never do that. But do you gossip? It's like the same thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like people categorize like sin, but sin is sin. So we've got to be specific and say, God, this is what it is. We're not going to sin retail and confess wholesale. He knows. So sometimes it's good to write down those things. God, I struggle with this. And then it's good to talk to someone who's wise about uh, similar things. So just... Confess to God, but confess to one another. Um, I shared a story before about my daughter, Ruby. We were at a women's conference overseas. And the guest speaker said, I want you to confess your sins to one another. I think humility started to set in when she said that, because I am, there's no way I'm going to confess my sins to my daughter. Because she could use that against me. But it was a moment in God where God was saying to me, Kathy, I want to heal you of that bitterness that's in your heart towards your brother. And power and healing comes when you confess. So I just want to encourage you. There's no shame in confessing. Some people put like a lid of shame when, uh, you know, you just want to be honest and say, look, this is what I'm going through. Can I just lift the lid of shame? I've had to lift the lid of shame over my thought life, over my anger, over those things that I've been holding offense to. I've had to lift the lid of shame. And this is why I've done it, because God heals me. I know he forgives me, but he heals me. 
And then there's freedom with other people where you can just go, look, I'm going through the same thing as you. No one is perfect. And uh, the last if we is if we claim we have not sinned. Like I said before, there are people out there going, I would never do that. I would never do that. I, I've, I, I'm a good person. And it says in uh, Romans 3.23 that all have sinned. Everybody has sinned. Everybody has missed the mark. We've joined the club of everybody. Like We've all done it. We've all done something wrong. Even if you are like the goody two-shoes of your family, maybe you're like, you know, people can go, oh, they would never do that. Well, we don't know your thought life. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Everybody has sinned. Everybody. So I know some people you're going, that's not an encouragement. Well, to me it is. It means we're all in the same boat. But here's the good news. It says in Ephesians 2, 8, that God saved you by grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And uh, there was a saying from someone um, years ago who said this statement, and it's never left me. You're one decision away from stupid. So every moment you think, oh, yeah, I'll never do that. Yeah, well, you know, um, I never thought I would be a dog person. Uh, I never thought we would buy a dog, buy a puppy, have a puppy. I've always been team cat, love cats. They're independent. You don't have to feed. Uh, well, you do have to feed them. But, um, you know, they're just really, like, independent and easy to look after. And uh, for, for years, I would judge dog people. I would look at them and go, oh, no, oh, that's so, like, weird. Like, they're talking to their dog and... They have so many photos of their dog, and man, it's like they're part of the family. And then last year, during level four lockdown, our neighbours kind of said, can you look after our puppy? It was like the worst decision. We held on to this dog, right? And then I'm like, no, we're never going to be dog people. No, no, no. I don't want this dog. I know I'm going to be responsible for it. And we got this dog who uh, probably needs more training. But anyway, because he's a bit of a biter. But I'm a dog person now. Yet I used to be on my high horse about dog people. I would laugh at them and go, oh, that's ridiculous. And then I end up being a dog person. And it's like, you know, you're, you're one decision away when there's judgment there where you go, oh, I'd never do that. And then I, you know, get a dog. And now I talk to him in the car. But anyway... Don't judge me. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, every moment you think, I will never do that. That's where I feel you've got to, like, take a step back and thank God for his grace. Take a step back where you think, I would never do that. It's like, God, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would keep me. Keep me safe. Guard my heart. There have been moments where I've just, you know, been tempted to lash out uh, because I've had anger, you know, issues when I was younger. And there's a temptation in me to go back to that person. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's, not, it's no longer I that lives. Not the old Kathy, the one who would uh, lash out in anger. But it's Christ who lives in me. 
I want to walk in the light. I want to bring those things into the light. There is no shame. There is no shame in Jesus. And so I just want to finish with this. Uh, we, we need to be honest with God. We need to look in the mirror, hold the mirror up and say, God, can you examine my heart? Show me those things I need to change as I walk in the light. Open my eyes to see where I have judged people. Open my eyes to see where I have um, withheld things in my heart, where, I, where there's bitterness, unforgiveness. Lord, I want to deal with those things. And Lord, I want to make it common practice to confess, to keep short accounts. God, I take personal responsibility for those things. Uh, I'm not going to bl- um, shift blame on others, but I take full responsibility and I confess where I'm at, where I've missed the mark. And I just pray, you know, for those that are listening online, we need to lift the lid of shame, lift the lid of those things that have kind of contained us, where we have felt like if people knew what I was really like, uh, I don't think they would accept me. Well, here's the good news. The church exists for its non-members. <laughs> uh, another man said it's like, you know, when you go for a job interview, the church is like this. The, you know, when, you, when it's a job interview, people are looking for people that are good. You know, their organisation is looking for good people who are really great at their job. But here's the thing with the church. It's like we're looking for people that are broken, <laughs> And we are broken. We are not good. But that's why we have Jesus who is our mediator. Jesus who came down to earth, who faced the same tests as we did, but He did not sin. And that is the good news, that we have Jesus as our mediator. He forgave all our sins. He rose on the third day and we have resurrection life. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in Him. And if you've ever felt like not good enough, if you've ever felt less than, the good news is God loves you. He sent His one and only Son that whoever, whoever believes in Him will have everlasting life. We're coming into Easter next, uh, this weekend coming or next weekend coming. And I want you to make it common practice to walk in the light, not to sweep things under the carpet, but bring things into the light. Number two, I want you to confess. Make it common practice to confess your sins to God, to one another, where you've missed the mark. He loves you. There is no judgment. If you've never made a decision to say yes to Jesus, well, now is the opportunity to say, God, I'm that person that Kathy's been talking about. I'm not good, or maybe I'm, I, th- I thought I was too good, but everyone has sinned and fallen short. But that's why we have Jesus who didn't sin, who died a horrific death 
on the cross. And it was through his blood shed on the cross that we have fellowship with God, that we, we have relationship with God. And I want to give you that opportunity to say yes to him. And uh, actually, I want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I thank you that you died on the cross for me that you paid the price of my sin and you rose on the third day. Jesus, I will never be the same again and I will walk in the light with you. And everyone said, Amen.